Hello friends, this is Pastor Bill Clark. Welcome to the podcast. Hello friends are the first two words I begin each message that I get the privilege to share each Sunday. I get to tell my friends about the greatest friend, Jesus Christ. I also consider friends to be one of the greatest gifts a person can have in this earthly life. Most of the episodes will be messages I share each Sunday, but from time to time, I'll invite a friend to share some of their life with us over a beverage. I pray these episodes bless you and help you on this journey of life. God's blessings to you, friend. This is a message I shared at Timothy Lutheran Church on Sunday, December 10th, 2023, the second Sunday of Advent. The second Sunday of Advent is represented by peace. Hello, friends. Peace. P-E-A-C-E. Peace. When I say the word peace, what comes to your mind? Do you think of a time and a place where there's no war or conflict? Do you think of a feeling of calm that comes over you at difficult times in your life? Just a few weeks ago, I had a congregation member facing a very difficult decision concerning their health, and she told me, I'm at peace with my decision. Do you think of a time and a place where you felt free from all the pressure of this life? Free from all the disturbances of this life to just sit and not feel any pressure from life. Well, we know that seems to be harder and harder, doesn't it? You think about the birth of the Prince of Peace, Jesus. You know, you think of all the things that Mary and Joseph went through, up to and including Jesus' birth. Seems anything but peaceful. But yet, I feel like there was a peace amidst all that chaos. When I think about peace, I think about worship on Christmas morning. Worship on Christmas morning, because on Christmas morning, everyone has usually had their Christmas celebrations on Christmas Eve. Almost all the planning and anticipation has come and gone. All the excitement of Christmas Eve is replaced by this calm on Christmas morning. Last week we looked at hope for the first week of Advent. Today, we're going to look at peace. Last week we looked at hope of this world, and we looked at the true hope found only in Jesus Christ. And we're going to look at peace in a similar way today. There is the peace of this world and this life, and there is the true peace found only in Jesus Christ, given to us by God the Father. In our life, when we don't have peace, we look to the God of peace to dim the distractions and all the voices around us. To calm those voices in our head. Come, light of the world. Swallow up those voices. Come and give us peace. Bring your peace here. 
Today we're going to look at the prophet Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah is speaking to the people of Israel in a time where there is no peace, none at all. In fact, wars and captivities have been taking the freedom and the peace of the people of Israel. But then Isaiah speaks on behalf of God to his people. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Yeah, prophet Isaiah reminds the Israelites that they are still God's people. Now, repetition in Hebrew is a way of driving home a point. Comfort, comfort. What is the context in which these words, comfort, comfort, are spoken to give the people peace? The book of Isaiah is 66 chapters long. 66 chapters long. No other prophet spoke more for God than Isaiah. Isaiah spoke to the people just after they started to live in the promised land through the captivity and conflict with Assyria and Babylon. And then as they began to return back to the promised land once again. The book of Isaiah covers 60 years. 740 to 681 B.C. 700 years before Christ was born. Something important happens in our reading from Isaiah today. Chapter 40 of Isaiah brings a dramatic change in his book. While the chapters leading up to chapter 40 predict captivity and exile in Babylon, chapter 40 marks the beginning of Isaiah speaking of God coming to his people to rescue them and to bring them back home from exile. He is for them and will restore them in forgiving love and mercy. Peace is found in the words of God spoken through Isaiah. You know, when Isaiah wrote of his words in our Old Testament readings, he saw a day when his people would be far from home. He saw a day when the Babylonian army would come to Judah and carry his people off into exile and captivity. He saw a day when Jerusalem and the temple would be destroyed and the fields and the orchids and the vineyards would be laid bare. The people of God would be far from home. It would be a 1,700-mile journey from captivity in Babylon to freedom in Jerusalem. There would be seemingly no hope of ever making it back. Isaiah writes, A voice says, Cry, and I said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all of its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, and the flower fades. The great tragedy was this, that God's people had brought this all on themselves. They were the ones who had rejected God and His Word. They refused to listen to Him. Instead of trusting God, they sought security. Security in alliances with surrounding nations. They made Him with Assyria and Egypt. Instead of hearing what God had to say, they closed their ears and disregarded Him. They lived like other nations and sought their own glory instead of God's. When the people wound up in captivity, they were not just far from their home. They seemed to be far from God. And it seemed as if God had abandoned them. It seemed as if His judgment was final and that He was never, He was never coming back to them. All hope was seemingly gone because they could never free themselves from their captors. All hope was seemingly gone because 
they could never atone for their sin of failing to listen to God and his word. They saw a future apparently with no hope because it appears as if they had been rejected by God. He had rejected them in judgment. And we read, the grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows on it, surely the people are grass. The people of Judah were far from home, and it appeared that they were far from God, unable to get back to him. That's what, make the prophet, that's what, what makes the prophet Isaiah says so much more remarkable today. Get up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good news. Lift it up, fear not, say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for them. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. Isaiah says this, that God is coming to them. God isn't coming to heap judgment and condemnation on them. He's coming to forgive them and pardon them. God is coming to restore them. Isaiah says that their sins of failing to listen to God and his word are forgiven. Their iniquity is pardoned. Through Isaiah, God says he is coming not in anger or in judgment. He is coming as a compassionate, gracious God. Comfort. Comfort, my people. He is coming to comfort and restore them. He is coming to bring them back home. He will gather them up in his arms as a shepherd and carry them back home. Isaiah writes, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and lead and gently lead those who are with the young. They will be resettled in the promised land. The temple will be rebuilt. The vineyards and the fields and the orchids will be replanted. They will be restored. There will be a joyful homecoming because God's word stands forever. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Psalm 103 says, As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Nothing could ever separate them from God and his love for them. No sin could ever cause God to leave his people in exile for, forever. No amount of iniquity could ever overcome the comfort and pardon that God has for them. Their exile from God because of their sin will be ended. You know, Isaiah saw a day when God's people would be far from home and far from God. But more importantly, he saw a day that there would be a joyful homecoming. God would come to them in forgiving love. Isaiah saw a day that there would be a joyful homecoming with God as he gathered them up in his arms and brought them back home. In that place, there was once again peace. It was good news then, and it's still good news today. It's good news today because like the kingdom of Judah, we're a long way from our heavenly home. That's happened because of our sin. While we might listen to God's word today and throughout the week, when we fail to put God's word into action, we actually reject it. And when we reject God's word, we reject God. 
We close our ears and refuse to hear God when we disregard His promises to defend us from danger and to guard us and protect us from evil. We do this by seeking safety and security in people and things of this world. When we do that, we are just like the people to whom Isaiah wrote today. We distance ourselves from God and our heavenly home by a distance that we simply cannot overcome. And we, then we wonder, where is God's peace in the midst of my unpeaceful life? Because of our sin, there is nothing we can do to make things right with God. Any attempts on our part to justify ourselves, they're only going to compound our guilt. They're going to actually drive us farther away from God and forfeit any hope of return to life with God in a new heaven and a new earth. It's not our peace that's going to bring us to true peace. It's the true peace found only in Jesus Christ. If God were to give us what we had earned and deserved because of our failure to listen to his word, we would experience eternal judgment and exile from him forever. There would be no comfort. There would be no pardon. We would wither under God's etern eternal and holy judgment. But God had a message of grace about a ho joyful homecoming for the people of Isaiah's day, and he has the same message for us today. He has come to us in Jesus Christ. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, shepherds, shepherds who were considered outcasts, they were the ones thought to be beyond God's love and forgiveness, they received the comfort of hearing from the angel that the Savior had been born in Bethlehem. Not for other people, but for them. Wherever Jesus went, he brought comfort. To the paralytic, troubled by his sin, Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. To the Samaritan leper, he said, your faith has made you well. Zacchaeus was told by Jesus that salvation had come to him and that he was the son of Abraham a member of God's eternal family. Finally, the day came when Jesus gave you the greatest comfort for which you could ever hope. He did that by his suffering and death. But by his suffering and death, he brought you back to God. He ended your exile of sin. When Jesus died with all your sin, your iniquity was pardoned. And you received from God's hand double for all your sin. At the cross, Jesus was pierced for your transgressions. He was crushed for your iniquities. By Jesus' death, you are healed. We once again have peace with God. God's eternal word to you is this, that he comes to you in Jesus Christ, and when he came to us in Jesus Christ, he brought you back home to him. And he says you are forgiven. Nothing, nothing could ever separate you from God and his love for you in Jesus Christ. All of our failures to listen to him are pardoned. Your sins of rejecting God's word have received from God's hand a double portion of pardon and forgiveness. And that makes all the difference for you and your future. Advent is a time for waiting. And we wait we are waiting again for God to come again through Jesus Christ.
because God came in Jesus Christ, forgiving your sin, <clears throat> can look, we can look forward to him coming on the last day. When Jesus comes again, everyone, everyone, everyone will see him. When he comes again, he'll take the Christians, he will gather them up in his arms. And he will lead you home to the eternal place that he's prepared for you in, your he in our, our Father's heavenly eternal mansion. In Jesus Christ, we have a joyful heavenly homecoming. You will have a joyful homecoming. As you see him face to face with your own eyes when we're in a new heaven and a new earth. That is our true peace. That is the true peace that awaits us all. Amen. Thank you once again for listening to the podcast. If you have any questions about anything that we share in our messages, any questions on faith, any just general questions, get a hold of me. I'd love to have a conversation. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day. God bless. <laughs>